Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You were listening to episode 114. Daredevil, season 3. Netflix, original. <laughs> Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Marvel, Netflix, whatever. Alright, so we're featuring Daredevil. Imagine that. Oh, wow. Daredevil Brewing Company's next seven. Stone IPA. Just kidding. It's a Stone Brewing Company's. I don't even know how to pronounce that. So, Zakovesa. Uh, Zakovesa. Sokovia is how I pronounced it. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He's like, isn't that like the Sokovia Accords? The Sokovia Accords. And we also have a special segment at the end that I just threw together. That's called Go Go Goza <laughs> or No No No, sir. <laughs> so we have we have a cherry Goza that we're gonna try and most likely hate, except for me. Except for you, you can have all of it. I will. So let's plan. All right, we're, we're your hosts. <laughs> Since you just breeze right past the fact that we need to introduce who we are, I just, we we were we were going into the the new segment. All right, so with your hosts, Dustin, Saf, and Allison. Same as last week. Yep. It's You're welcome. <laughs> becoming a thing. All right. So we're going to discuss uh, Daredevil season three. It was born. <laughs> oh, yeah. October 19th, 2018. Uh, so roughly uh, three weeks ago. Yeah. About uh, almost a month ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a baby. One month. Yeah. Uh, it's the 18th is when... This today is the 18th, mm-hmm. so uh, tomorrow would be a month. It's crazy. Uh, so when Wilson Fisk is released from prison, by technicality, Matt <laughs> Murdock must decide between hiding the world or embracing his life as a hero vigilante. So the season is based on Frank Miller's comic Born Again from 1986. Frank Miller does really good work. He's very dark, though. Yeah, I like it. Um, we'll talk about... Uh, more of that in a little bit with my, I have a couple Easter egg things that has to do with Born Again. Yeah. And we uh, mentioned it back on the de- yeah. end of the Defenders episode. Yeah, like we definitely did. How they were setting that up. Yeah. We have, uh, we have our usual reoccurrings and our stars, and then we have new faces. We have a few new faces. So we're going to, uh, we're going to go through this cast. It's an actually pretty impressive cast list. And once we're done with this cast list, we're probably going to grab a beer because <laughs> it is going to be quite hefty. We have a lot of people well, in we here. We didn't have to read the whole thing. I just put them on there for reference. But. Oh, we are going to do <laughs> oh. as much as possible. All right. So we're starting with the Matthew Murdoch, uh, which is Charlie Cox. He also plays him. Daredevil. Whoa. <laughs> Mind blown. 
spoilers. Titular character. Uh, you Even go, though he never dresses up like him. This up. Well, no, it was really weird. He does. Like his old school black old school. costume. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, I have more on that later. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't know. I can't pronounce. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. There we go. Vincent D'Onofrio. I always mess it up and I say D'Onofrio. I can't look at it or I'll say it wrong. I just know how it's like yeah. pronounced. He's the cockroach to me. In Men in Black. He's the cockroach. Yeah. War. And he was on War. War. Water. Like that pushes away around here. It's just my goddamn truck. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that? <laughs> he's also on one of the Law and Orders. I'm yeah, he's on sure. uh, Criminal Intent, which was my favorite one because he's in there because he just draw the weirdest conclusions. I was like, he's like Sherlock Holmes. He just out of nowhere brings up. Anyways, he plays Wilson Fisk or Kingpin. Or well, he's supposed to be the Kingpin, but we don't really know that other than the fact that we know who Wilson Fisk is. Yeah. Well, they finally call him the Kingpin. Yes, I'm eventually. Yeah. But up until this point, exactly. Well, the first season they never call him that. Second season he's only in like one episode. Right. When he's uh messing with uh Castle. Frank Castle. Frank Castle. Yep. Uh we have uh the tag team duo of Karen Page and Foggy Nelson for uh Deborah and Wool. I always thought it was Deborah Wolf. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, your friends and relatives. I have family. Who's famous? <laughs> nope. And then uh, Eldon Henson. We've uh, we've discussed Eldon Henson being part of the Mighty Ducks before. <laughs> yes, it's one of the Bash Brothers. <laughs> yeah, yes. One of my favorites. Uh, then we have Sister Maggie Grace, which is a uh, pivotal point in everything. I think she's. She's one of the new characters. She yeah, she is one yeah. of the new characters. So Joanne Whaley mm-hmm. uh, definitely has a pivotal role in, in the series. And we'll get to my first thoughts when we started watching it because it kind of changed everything halfway through. Uh, Jay Ali is also a new face. He plays Ray Nadim or Special Agent Ray Nadim mm-hmm. of the FBI. Uh, Wilson Bethel, who originally... Was going to be Captain America. I read that too. I was wondering if you'd bring yeah, that up. He um, he was he, like, really auditioned close. for the role that Chris Evans eventually got. Yeah, I mean, it was more than just audition. Like, yeah, he, he was, was almost like he was, was like this runner up, basically. Yeah, he was pretty much <laughs> Captain America runner up <laughs> because it was it was a question like if Chris Evans would do it really. You yeah, know? Uh, but he was uh, Benjamin Poindexter uh, or Dex or Bullseye, which he's never referred never to referred. as. Uh, and then we have a new character in Blake Tower. He was a new character, right? I don't no, remember ever seeing him. He was him. in the first season. Or the second or season. Second. I don't remember him at all. He might have been season. in the second season, like during all the Punisher trial stuff. I could see him yeah. being around. Because yeah. yeah, they reference that they have talked to him before. Yeah, I figured he was, but I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on him. I honestly thought that their detective friend had moved up. To I thought it so, right too, but until he showed up later. I was like, oh, that's that's what he looked like. Yeah. I haven't seen him so, in three yeah. years. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, I mean, okay, so I'm not really trying to say that those two look similar, which they do. I mean, we're not trying to jump that crazy racist right. train. But, honestly, we only saw very limited uh, screen time for the detective mm-hmm. or the... And it was three years ago. He could have aged and looked yeah. like this guy. But. Right. He could have, you know... people. Or they could have recast it. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. I mean, it happened for Luke Cage, people, so. It happened for uh, Rhodey. Yeah, yeah. Rhodey, yeah. Anyway. Now, instead of running an empire, he's just fucking Don Cheadle. <laughs> 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 he looks like a motherfucking beetle. <laughs> All right, so the reoccurring uh, cast, we have uh, Peter McRobbie, Irish feller. 
He is a he's father Paul Lantham. Uh, Royce Johnson as Brett Mahoney, which is the detective. Oh, yep. Yeah. So that's the guy that uh, we were got confused. Mm-hmm. Amy uh, Ruthberg is Marcy. I thought she'd lost weight. Like when I when I saw her originally. Oh, that's what Sarah said too. I was like, I thought she was always skinny. Yeah, yeah. She just and then she showed me a picture. I was like, oh yeah, she did lose a little bit of weight. Yeah, and so I was very curious about that. I'm like, she looked like she lost weight. Not that it matters, <laughs> but it like. <laughs> yeah, uh, we have Danny Johnson as Benjamin Donovan. Who's that? <laughs> I think he's a bad guy. Is he? I don't even know who that was. Um. Or he, he was either the lawyer, he was somehow related to Fisk. It was either the lawyer oh, was or... It, uh, oh, was he the the uh, Luke Cage lawyer? Not his lawyer, but in, the one in who Luke was Cage in... with... Uh, I think that's who Mariah's it is. Mariah's lawyer. I guess oh, uh, Ben Donovan kind of sounds familiar. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I guess we just take a look at that. It's really not really important. Uh, Mitch Ellison. I like Ellison a lot. So Jeffrey um, Cantor. Uh, I'm just going to skip a couple that I don't know. Seema Nadim uh, played a really good role. That was uh, Sunita. Oh, yes, it was. I was right. Ben Donovan. Yep, that was right. All right, so uh, Sonita Deshpande was Seema. And then Sammy was Noah Hoke. Hook. Uh, Theo Nelson. Uh, Peter Haflin did, I think, it was a really good job uh, for them. Uh, being like the down and out uh, brother. brother. Oh, okay. Yep. Foggy. Um, I mean, d- did everything he could for his family. You know, type of guy. Easily taken advantage of. Yeah. I couldn't understand why they needed Foggy to quit his job being a lawyer. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, he, just send him money. You make more money being a lawyer than you would work in there. Right. right? Just hire somebody and pay him. <laughs> like, right. well, well, now it's kind of like, uh, can you uh, Fix give this? me grandbabies? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Holly Cinnamon, the stripper, played uh, Julie Barnes. <laughs> I don't know if that's really is a cinnamon. If, if Holly, if you're listening to this, which I 100% doubt that you are, I apologize. Uh, yeah, go ahead and look that up, see if she's a stripper. Uh, make sure you turn the, uh, the safe search on. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I might get a virus. Oh, we got a Mac. I'm not getting any viruses. Oh, she was Julie. Oh. Yeah, I know she was Julie. She was the the service worker slash uh, jogger slash waitress. Because you, you stop doing service work, and then a hotel just happened to tell you that you want they wanted you to work there, so you work there. They yeah, pay you an obscene amount of money. That's to... not suspicious at all. At all. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's not something that you would end up dead for. <laughs> uh, and then you have the uh, the the Carbone family coming in. Uh, so Annabella Cesario, she was in uh, Luke Cage. Fiora? Whatever. Uh, I don't know who Melvin Potter was. He's the guy that made the, de- the Daredevil suit. Oh! That's Melvin, yeah. yeah. That's right, Melvin. I feel so bad for Melvin every single episode. I know. He's like such a good guy, but he keeps getting taken advantage of. Yeah, I, I loved him. I even said something about his character when we were watching it. Yeah. It's like, I always feel bad for him. Mm-hmm. And then Vanessa Mariana Fisk, obviously, spoiler alert, they get married. <laughs> uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce that name or my wife would be like, you said it wrong, but it's Eilete 
Zayer? Zer? You did it. I, I did it. All right. Well, because of that, I'm a little parched, so we're going to take a break right here. Uh, but then before we – well, when we get back from the break, uh, we'll drink some beers, and then we'll talk a little bit about the bullseye. Uh, while we are taking a break, you guys can think about what we are possibly going to be drinking, and it comes from the Daredevil Brewing Company here in Indianapolis. In it's the next. West Side. Yeah, next. It is the next – experimental a new experimental and it's number seven in the line so we're gonna we're gonna pour that out we're gonna get us some lovely beers and this is another one my wife's not gonna drink <laughs> so. I you did you did have a sip and somebody will tell you how to get a hold of us yeah so yeah someone i think keith keith just showed up to tell you how to get a hold of us so we'll do that while we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. Our first beer, as Dustin mentioned a few seconds ago, Daredevil Next IPA Experimental Number 7. New and experimental, let me say that again, New and Experimental, a.k.a. Next, is our always-changing series of small-batch American IPAs that showcase our love of aggressively hopped beers. For this release, we used large amounts of fresh mosaic wet hops that were shipped overnight to us from Yakima, Washington, in the hop back. Additions of Vic secret hops in the whirlpool and liberally, liberally dry hopped with mosaic cryo hops. For what is one very tasty IPA, this is a taproom only release and there will be no distribution. Gotta go and to the brewery to get it. We have the can, so that's weird. You must have gone to the brewery. <laughs> we were, we were there. Imagine that. Shocker. Yeah, we so went all the speedway for this. <laughs> there is. I'm just gonna throw this out here immediately. There is a entry into Beer Advocate, but there is nothing on there. Like zero rankings, zero reviews, zero scores. I don't anticipate finding something that's experimental. Yeah, I wouldn't even. Uh... Untapped has it. 149 ratings. Untapped has everything. Yeah, there's one rating on oh, Rate Mirror. Usually sure. those two are, are, don't have anything. Mm-hmm. All right, so the can, I think, just basically is the same exact can that they used for all the other experimentals. They just updated the yeah, little they just changed the number. circle in the middle that says mm-hmm. number, number seven. I think that this, this looks very familiar. So yeah. I would like to say... Yeah, that's number six right there. It looks it's the exact same can. That's a little different. They took that off. Oh, the yeah. little D. Their, their little logo. Yeah, their Daredevil helmet logo. But it's, I mean, essentially the exact same can. Can you explain to me why this? <laughs> you picked this beer for this episode? Uh, I picked, well, I picked this beer because you said to pick the next episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. But <laughs> I picked the brewing company because... Daredevil. It's called Daredevil. I tried to make all the beers, at least the two main beers that we're having, kind of devilly themed. And, of course, we're doing in-beer 
why not? You do gotta Dare, do it. Daredevil. They share the yeah. name. So we've had Daredevil on before, so we're not really going to discuss Daredevil. Uh, we've had him on twice before, I believe. We had Liftoff, In and then we had their Vacation Colch. Yeah. So this is just a, a long line. Uh, I had the number six. Uh, we were at a restaurant called The Tap. The Downtown oh, yeah. Mass Ave. Yeah. Uh, we initially went to World of Beer, and we sat there. We had a beer, and the waitress never took our order. Ugh. And like 25 minutes gone by. If you know anything about me, I start like looking at my watch. I start like you looking at You get antsy. I get antsy. Like, I got to have... You, you got to talk to me. Like, I, I like... I have an internal clock where I'm just <laughs> like, hmm, we're going we're gonna to peace out here soon. Yeah, nobody's coming to, to even acknowledge our presence right and so we flagged somebody down well plus she mixed up my beer and it took her like 20 minutes to get it right yeah so she just and just to say 20 minutes to get that beer and we still finished our beers before she even asked us if we wanted food before she even came back another 20 minutes yeah so i don't know allison is quite the slow drinker i think we did kind of push you to drink a little bit quicker uh, because we're both over it yeah (laughs) And so then we were like, all right, we're leaving. So then we flagged somebody down and we're like, hey, can we just leave? Anyway, so then from there, we walked over to the the tap uh, and then they're like, yeah, we have some Daredevil. I was like, yeah, we were just there. I don't really want anything. She's like, well, we got the new one. I was like, do tell. New, you say? He's like, yeah, it's next, uh, next number six. So go free. I'm like, all right, how much is it? And they're like, oh, is there a special, like $7 or something? <laughs> like, that's not really special, but get, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> but the specials they get around hit these parts. Yeah, I'll take it. So I had it. I thought it was pretty good. I'm going to have to look up my original ranking for number six and kind of see where I place with uh, number seven. I can tell you if you want to know. Uh, yeah, sure. 3.75. <laughs> that seems to be a theme. Huh. Maybe it was just the attitude of the... You were, had a negative. Yeah, just the day, I think, because it, uh, it was 4th of July. Mm-hmm. And we did we did some day drinking by the pool, and mm. then we had you got stood up at that restaurant. So I gave it a four and a half. Oh, you must have really <laughs> liked it. I think this was before like we really got into the New Englands. I think could be. Yeah, I I rated the seven pretty well. So or I don't know if I rated it or not. But anyways, I digress. Uh, the can same as before. So if you discussed it previously, boom, there you go. <laughs> Uh, if we look at the color, you could definitely see that it's hazy, and I keep hitting my headphones with my ring, and it's making noises, so I'm going to go ahead and set it on the floor. <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. Yeah, with the table. That's why I have a tablecloth. Searching, searching. Found it. Okay. okay so, if we take a look at the beers, uh, I'm going to say right now I want it to be the hairy snake, but <laughs> let's, let's go look at the color anyways. Uh, Allison, with her baby pour, she is still looking at about a two. Uh, C-3PO, <laughs> yeah. probably. C-3PO. C-3PO. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is definitely hazier, so there's going to be something to that there. There's definitely some thickness. Yeah. I'll say a five. Yeah. Six. A yeah, I was thinking five or a six, too. Yeah, so that means Harry Snick. <laughs> <laughs> that could be an opening crawl. It the golden be. ticket. Or Donnie's chest. Like we never established like one for these. So some of them have multiple pictures. Yeah, I, I'm. I don't know. I'm looking at this. I don't think the Harry Snitch will follow with this. This the, the opening scroll. scroll looks, the opening yeah. crawl probably mm-hmm. would be the one or the golden ticket. Yeah, same. 
All so right. somewhere in between a five and a six. Mm-hmm. I could smell it without even bringing it up here. So. <laughs> what kind of noise was that? It's his, he likes the smell noise. Yeah, so it's a little bit pinier than I would anticipate, but I can definitely smell juicy. Yeah. Like orange, orangey, juicy, like citrusy, a pine, like a pineapple mm-hmm. citrusy. Yeah, definitely just from the smell. Uh, it's it's right at the bar. Remember how like super into tropical IPAs mm-hmm. I were last year? Oh, ho, 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 ho. yeah, that's pretty much his jam. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. I think this is, smells really well, pretty good. Like pineapples and mangoes or something like that. Some tropical mm-hmm. fruits. I don't think it's quite as mingly. 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 Mangoey. Yeah, there we go. Are we allowed to drink it now? Mm-hmm. Can I get it over with? <laughs> That's my contribution. I put it up to my lips and waited for you to say I could open my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, did Untap say anything about IBUs or ABVs or anything? Uh, let me look. Let me just like, like your advocate said nothing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nothing. 8.5 ABVs and yes. 80 IBUs. Yep. Definitely could taste the 80 IBUs. I was thinking about 90. Just it's from- up there. Yeah. It's got some bitterness, but like that, those pineapple flavors help it out a lot, I think. This right. is me as a non-IPA <laughs> drinker wanting to vomit. My <laughs> That's awful. It's so strong. It tastes like alcohol and not in a good way. Well, you finished yours, so... No, I didn't. <laughs> Don't lie for me. Your one sip. My tiny sip of my tiny beer. <laughs> hey, I tried it. That's more than some people would do. Right. Knowing that they can't stand hop flavor, and that's pretty strong. I mean, to be fair, it is aggressively hopped. You remember <laughs> yes. when we were working with Ben and we ate, like, yeah. ate a hop? This kind of tastes like I'm eating a hop here. It's because it was wet hop and dry hopped, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was dual hopped. Dual hops. Yeah. It's always, uh, it's always interesting to see if you can taste the, uh, the flavor. Yeah, the the hops uh, specifically of when they actually throw it in the kettle, you know, the intense side doesn't mention the cryo hops. It just says mosaic wet hop, Vic's secret, then fermentables, American two roy barley. I wonder if that's a secret one then. Maris otter, flake oats, white wheat, Kara Hill, and Caro Red. That's weird because they usually use Maris Otter malts in uh, stouts. Hmm. So it's weird. Hmm. Interesting. They're trying to do one of those ivory stout type deals. Maybe. Maybe they just didn't care about. It's hazy, so it's not like you have they to just worry needed about a filler yeah. to uh, uh, definitely battle those hops. Yeah, it's definitely interesting. Very strong. Very intense. Mm-hmm. There's. Making me sneeze. <laughs> I'm allergic to hops. I'm allergic to IPAs. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't ask you. <laughs> I'm developing an allergy to things I don't like. It makes it easier on me. Mm-hmm. Kind yeah. of upset now. I kind of want to get the six so I can have a better... Too late. It's gone. I know. It's unfortunate. You just have to wait for the eight. Yeah. Well, look, I can look forward to that. No problem. Um. Oh, I... Too late now. I exited out of it. But I think the six had the same hops. It was like Mosaic and Vic Secret. or I know Mosaic was in it. I was just reading it. But I went to type it in, so I left the page. I wonder if the um, the flavor, like the malt flavor, is different between them. If they use like, the similar hops or whatever. 
similar brew style, whatnot. I'll go back and look in a second once I finish. Anyway. Mm. While we're on that. Awkward silence. Untapped. Let's see. Where does it go? Yeah, this says Mosaic Cryo Hops on here as well. So that's corroborated. What does number six say? It says Citra Mosaic Cryo Hops. So it's Citra instead of Vic Secret, maybe? Well, Vic Secret wasn't on the untapped listing for either of them. Um, It's on their website. Oh, is it? Okay, well, untapped doesn't say anything about that. This says that the six had tangerine, mango, pineapple, papaya, grapefruit, and honeydew. Ooh, papaya. That's what that was. I said mango. You said mango. Yeah, I, said, <laughs> I did say man, no. <laughs> papaya, yeah. That's but that's what was in the six. Mm. So not what's in the seven. That's what's in the six. So I don't know. Maybe some of it was held over. I mean, on that burp right there is kind of mango-y. <laughs> yeah. I know. You're impressed. I get it. Oh, damn it. I just looked at what the score you gave it. <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> All right, so uh, you guys are probably in suspense. Uh, I gave it a four and a half. Uh, I think it's pretty solid. The 80 IBUs are kind of off-putting, especially since it is supposed to be a New England style. Uh, but one of my favorite New England styles is a 110 IBUs. This doesn't say it's a New England style. Oh. I just it just looks like one because it's so yeah. hazy. It kind of maybe it's just a like hazy one. IPA, not really New England. Style. It just says American, but okay. Yeah, but I mean, look at look it. Look at it, yeah. <laughs> look at it, yeah. Right. Uh, I'm just but, reading. Gosh. Right. So, anyways, the eighty percent kind of brings it down a little bit. It's not anything higher, but it's definitely like in the mode IPAs, and it, like the I think the hop like profile kind of fits well. With any other mm-hmm. type, you know, they just match well for these. So I gave it a four point five. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> handholding. <laughs> Basically, every episode we handhold. Um, yeah, we re- still let go. <laughs> yeah, we just walk around skipping with our hands held together. Um, but I, yeah, I really love like the the pineapple flavor really comes through, and it's like those fruit flavors are enjoyable. And I don't even mind the bitterness. Like, it's not as bad as I would anticipate with 80. Like, I mean, it's there, but I would expect it to be worse. But these nice fruit juicy flavors are kind of saving it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that doesn't, it's not really the flavor that sticks with me, even though it's there. Like, mm-hmm. I get all those memories from when I took, first took my sip and it was nice and juicy. <laughs> Covering for the harsh yeah. aftertaste. Yeah. There's no covering that up. It's mm. all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, back to the story. We're going to talk a little bit about Bullseye before we talk about the actual story. Uh, the character's first appearance was in Daredevil 131. Please remember the the number 131. It's up in my steel trap. All right. So this was in March 1976 when that 131 is released. Bullseye's real name and origins are unknown. He has used the name Benjamin Poindexter on several occasions, but there are also instances where his name is Lester. The Ministries... Miniseries? Bull- oh, sorry. I thought the Ministries. <laughs> the miniseries Bullseye, Greatest Hits 2014, developed Four. the character's 
2004. <laughs> <laughs> you can't read. The mini series. <laughs> I heard you. Bones. I just not going to fix my reading problems because I'm terrible. The mini series Bullseye Greatest Hits 2004 developed the character's backstory, but also revealed that some of or all of it have been fabricated, probably by Bullseye himself. In the series, Bullseye's name was Leonard. So Spock? He's pro- so he's probably either Spock or Friends of Shelton. I don't know. <laughs> there are multiple origin stories for Bullseye, but the one the clo- that closely resembles the one from the season three is as follows, and it's mostly made up by Bullseye himself in the comic. Bullseye grew up in the Bronx, where he lived with his brother and his abusive father. His brother's main form of recreation was playing with rifles, leading Bullseye to become an expert shot. When he was 10 years old, his brother started a fire in their home in an unsuccessful attempt to kill their father. Shortly afterwards, Bullseye was placed in a foster home and became a baseball player in high school. Bullseye was an extremely talented pitcher and was offered a scholarship, but instead opted to enter the minor leagues. After three games, he was called up to play a sold-out major league game. He had surrendered no hits the entire game, and in the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs, he became bored and requested the coach pull, the coach pull him from the game. The coach refused and insisted that he finish the game. The opposing team's batter mocked him, accused him of cowardice, Bullseye threw the ball at his head, killing him. And as the ball struck, he said one word, and that was bullseye. He was barred from professional baseball and convicted of manslaughter. His cold demeanor and unique skill, however, meant subsequent recruitment by the National Security Agency as an assassin was inevitable. And he was soon assigned to train Contras in uh, Nicaragua. Bullseye set up... uh, Powell, Paolo, Paolo, his Paolo. hapless uh, Nicaraguan, Nick, yes, Nicaraguan translator, as the leader of the new force, and let the word spread around. He planned to invite several organized crime heads to broker a new deal with him as Paolo, 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 <laughs> Paolo, Paolo was his supposed right hand man. He would take their money and disappear, presumably leaving Paolo to suffer the wrath of Mafia, Russian Mafia, uh, Yakuza, which is from Yakuza. the Yakuza. Yakuza is from the Daredevil series, mm-hmm. and several other criminal elements. However, before the deal could be finalized, the Punisher, Frank Castle, arrived. Castle killed all the organized cream leader. Cream leaders? <laughs> stop. I was trying to run through that. Castle killed all the organized crime leaders in a fiery explosion from which Bullseye barely escaped. The two engaged in a fierce battle in which Bullseye was able to wound Punisher and evade or disable several of his weapons. Bullseye then used some of the blood-ridden mud to paint a bullseye on his forehead, mocking Castle's inability to hit him. The fight concluded when the DEA agents arrived, then a Punisher fled. Bullseye turned himself into the DEA agents and soon was assigned to infiltrate the Kingpin's criminal empire. He obtained a costume, fled yet again, and became one of the most dangerous hitmen in the world. Sounds familiar. Kind of. 
like the baseball parts. Yeah. But he wasn't in major, major league. league. He was like a little kid on a minor league. And, and he and killed his coach, yeah. not the other person. Yeah. The coach player. was trying to pull him, and he wanted to stay in the game. So yeah. it's like opposite. Yeah, he wanted that perfect game because uh, I guess he wanted. It, he a... thought it would bring his parents back or something. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and like his parents died. It's not like they just gave him away or whatever. Right. Yeah, we didn't really see how he got to the orphanage. So maybe his brother did burn down the house and all that. But yeah, you but, don't know. You don't really have that many yeah. uh, details. Yeah. And we didn't get to see what happens next, so maybe he does encounter Frank Castle in... Because mm-hmm. that's coming back for season two. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> and That'd be a good And good at the end pairing. of the series, he does get his bones uh, filled with adamantium. So. They're not allowed to say adamantium. <laughs> I know they're not allowed to, but it happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're back to the 13 show format. Which I'm okay with with Daredevil. Yeah. We weren't upset about it. <laughs> no. Daredevil's like the only one that can pull it off, I think, because there's enough characters and you care about them more yeah. than like Luke Cage. There's like not really any side characters, so it's just Luke Cage the whole time. Right. Or Misty, but. Yeah. I was kind of like watching this wondering when are we going to see. Daredevil take his costume back. Yeah. I know, that's what I was waiting for, too. So, I mean, I know that they had to cut him out of the costume when they, you know, rescued him mm-hmm. and took him to the uh, St. Agnes. Uh, but it's like, well, there was a suit right there, and Melvin just tried to set him up. I thought maybe he'd get one of his other iconic costumes. Like, right. A new one? Yeah, yeah, like the black one or the yellow one that he mm-hmm. wore, wears in the comics, like something different but that no was pe- the original <laughs> yeah. black yellow and red yeah it was like a bumblebee that was bleeding or something <laughs> uh, but i mean i think the series kind of started off uh fairly well i mean you only had daredevil for the first like episode yeah I mean, you kind of yeah. saw the underwritings of what was going to happen with the kingpin and turning in the uh uh the FBI agents are kind of introduced a little yeah. bit to see the Albanians. That that's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, the, the Albanians. Albanians. <clears throat> so that's episode two. But um, he's willing to make a deal. Uh, the scene where you see Ray and Nadine kind of develop as a here's what's happening to my family. I didn't realize that it was going to play that major big of a role. It just kind of yeah. seemed like it was just exposition that yeah. we didn't need. I thought it was just setting up, he's like a nice guy. He wants to help his family. Like, yeah. okay. Or setting up basically for him to take bribes. Yeah. yeah. It kind of, it kind of set that up or the, that tone. Either um, way, somehow he was going to be involved with money mm-hmm. or right. something, you know, cause right. he's broke and he needs to, he wants to help his sister. Yeah. Right. So what was your first thought? When we were watching that first episode, I remember you telling me something specifically about that episode. Uh, when he found out everything was going, he couldn't. Aff- they couldn't afford food at one yeah, point. Yeah, right. and then he like woke up in the morning, grabbed his gun. Oh, I totally thought he was going to kill himself or shoot up the FBI yeah. or a bank. Yeah, and then he ended up in the FBI. Like, oh, that just kind of yeah, I was, yeah. to me. I was like, oh my god, I was kind of expecting. Yeah, I expected him to go into like a bank and shoot it up or like some sort yeah. of major thing. That Sarah would... and I were both watching. Like, oh no, what's he gonna do? <laughs> and then he goes to work. I was like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> like, you're like, oh shit. 
Where's he gonna yeah. go? Where's he taking his gun? Mm-hmm. And we're like, because he like locked it up in tents, like it looked like, yeah. Which I mean, you should do, but <laughs> it was just Especially like really, in, yeah. It was just really intense for him to like bring it all out mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden like leave. Like mm-hmm. it was just like, oh god, where's he taking this? But yeah, so it was just seemed like it was gonna be a more intense moment than him just like, oh, going to work. <laughs> And then the first episode also has Matt trying to recover his senses because he yeah. died, basically. Yeah. And then now he can't hear or something. And His so, right ear was, yeah, gone. So when he can't hear, he can't see because that's how he sees. Right. I'm pretty sure he broke his back, too. I would imagine. And like, yeah. All that shit falling on you. <laughs> so the recovery time was lengthy. So we're not really sure, like, how long he was there. Mm-hmm. It didn't, like, portray any... Time no, they, you, they didn't give you any essence of how long he was laying there. Like, she kind of made it seem like uh, Sister Maggie. 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 I was going to say Maria. Uh, yeah. She made it seem like he's been in, down there pouting for a while and he needs yeah. to like, get up. So, like, instead of just showing him for two months laying there, they kind of just hinted at he's been there laying there for a while. Yeah, they didn't even give us any, like, nature reference. Like, as far as, like, snow to summer or yeah. summer to snow or any sort mm-hmm. of, like, timeline. So it was kind of hard to tell. being in New York, you just anticipate it being spring to summer. Like, mm-hmm. you, you don't really you know, know. Yeah. Is it fall? I don't really... There's no trees downtown unless you go to... The Central Park? Central yeah. Park. Like, are they wearing coats or are they not wearing coats? I mean, everybody was wearing coats. Like <laughs> I think they wear courts, coats in every season of this show, so it's like, I don't know. It yeah. all takes place the same day, as far as I know. <laughs> yeah. They all have FBI jackets yeah. or whatnot. Well, and then Karen Page is, like, covered head to toe anyway, so mm-hmm. it's like, we don't know, because she's just wearing that so nobody recognizes her, so you <laughs> yeah. don't know if it's actually naked or not. Mm-hmm. She's got her hood up over her head and everything. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the most the, the pivotal scenes... Uh, that had to do with the turning of decks would be the uh, firefight that he was in with the Albanians mm-hmm. where he saved everybody's life. Yeah. And at that point, I knew he was somebody, but I didn't know who he was. Yeah. At first. I didn't know. So I was like, like, oh, like we, we, we know who Frank Castle is. That's not Frank Castle. I know. Like right. when he first started shooting everybody, I was like, oh, Sarah was like, oh, the Punisher is here. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like he, he probably wants to kill Fisk because like he, the yeah. way they talked in prison, then it wasn't him. And I was like, oh, wait, who's this guy? Right. And it took a while for it to realize, oh, yeah. Bullseye. Yeah. I didn't actually get to it until the scene where he dressed up as Daredevil and he broke into the, news- the reporter, uh, the, the news station. Yeah. That's when the I bulletin. knew. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. I'm bad. I always Google their names and try to figure out, oh, what? Like, who's, who's this name linked to in comics? Yeah, I try not to do that. <laughs> like, I, I immediately look up, like, IMDb and be like, oh, yeah, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. But um, not, not with this. But I kind of figured it out pretty organically. Which is really nice. Yeah, once the, once that that episode happens and he's throwing like the scissors and stuff, yeah, it's everything. like oh, obvious. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's either Gambit or yeah, <laughs> yeah, or Bullseye. You have two choices in the Marvel universe, <laughs> and he's not throwing like playing cards, so right. But, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the the baseball that kind of tipped me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not because I knew the Frank Miller storyline or I knew any of the the Daredevil storylines, but how. Dead shot he was. Yeah, like, like he was throwing. He had a perfect game. He threw uh, a hole into the wall. Mm-hmm. Of the, I'm like, he's pretty accurate. There's only one person that mm-hmm. accurate, and I think that's Bullseye, but I'm not sure. 
And then he killed the coach by throwing the ball against the uh, the post. The post. So it was interesting for this episode uh, for the season that we had two flashback episodes. Yeah. They did Bullseye's a little differently, where mm-hmm. Fisk is like in the flashback. It's like him, how he pictures the world, and we kind of learn more about Fisk at the same time we learn about Bullseye. Yeah. It's kind of right. cool how they did that. Yeah. How he kind of does like meta thinking about everything. Yeah. Yeah. But it kind of reminds me of Sherlock a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in his mind palace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, then the Karen Page one, which... I- I was watching Daredevil. I'm not watching. Yeah, Page I Page. liked that I finally figured out her backstory, but it could have been, yeah, like a, f- a five minute flashback. It didn't even do a whole episode. Like <laughs> it was a little obnoxious. I was just like, okay, her life screwed up. We get it. It's like, good. Okay, I know who this character is, but I don't need this much information. Like, okay, yeah, we. He- that's how it happened. But- I mean, it makes sense because Karen Page in the comic books is dealing with drugs and alcohol. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. Oh, he killed your brother. You should be fucking in jail. <laughs> But her, the officer lets her go right. because of her dad. Right. Um, yeah, it was just a mess. I just like that we're like so obsessed with the fact that she killed her brother, but her brother totally like went after down. Her, <laughs> went after a drug dealer. It like down his house. That's the worst <laughs> thing you could do. Like, don't be stupid. Yeah. Right. Like, if you're trying to save your sister, that's not the way you're going to do it. You're just going to piss that people a off. Bad plan. Yeah. So mm. I was just like, you're dumb. Whatever happened to Todd? She like beats him with a pole post or something, but we don't. And then she shoots him in the arm. Yeah, but like, what? Happened? Where is he now? Nah. Yeah, he's <laughs> Wait, gone. is he gonna be a villain in next season? <laughs> right. I don't I think know. the name comes up. Uh, it's like it's usually, just usually if you leave a character bruised in the past, they come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. Well, considering he was doing what he was doing, he's, he's probably, probably not alive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like the. Last episode is rushed. How do you feel about that? Mm. Like the conclusion and everything. Yeah. I mean, it kind of jumps straight to that point. Yeah. It's kind of building up to it for a while, and then it's like, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. I feel like the second to last episode was slow, mm-hmm. and then the last episode was fast. It's like, how are they going to wrap this up in one like, hour? Yeah. Like, 55 if, minutes. If this last hour was this slow, how are they going to wrap? And then, nope, there it is. <laughs> well, especially since, like, you're thinking, why couldn't he do that in the first place? <laughs> like, everything that he did, like, why couldn't that happen? Did he actually need the wedding to happen for him to be there? And why was he saving their lives but also beating him up? Like he doesn't, he doesn't want him want to die. Him, he doesn't want Bullseye to kill him, but he's he's planning on killing him. I think he. I, but I think Bullseye killing him was his plan. Yeah, but, but he, he keeps like interrupting. Going, it. But he wasn't going after Bullseye. He kept going after he Vanessa. Kept going after Vanessa. He doesn't want him to kill Vanessa because Vanessa. He finds out Vanessa ordered the kill mm-hmm. on Julie, so he's trying to kill Vanessa on Nadim. Vanessa tried. Vanessa ordered the kill on Julie too. No, she didn't. No, she she didn't. wasn't in the picture. Oh, really? Oh, then it was just why Nadim. is he trying to kill? Because he took. Because Fist took oh, away his woman, right. so he's trying to take away Fist's woman. Okay, yeah, that's where I was leading. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I get it. Uh, if you're trying to keep her alive, but you're also thinking that could be as a lawyer, the biggest thing that you could prove that she ordered the hit on mm-hmm. somebody. So. Don't make a martyr out of either of them. <laughs> right. Get him to corroborate anything like that. Yeah. Well, plus, he, you know, wants him to be alive and... Yeah, he wants him to suffer. Yeah. And, like, see that he lost to, yeah. like, 
killing him kind of puts him out of his misery. Or, yeah, doesn't prove anything. Except for the fact that he finally got an act of violence, you know? Yeah. And, it, and then it turns Daredevil into a villain, too. Right. And he's trying to prove that he's not a villain by right. uh, throwing Fisk back into prison. Plus, you know, he wants to redeem himself and the Daredevil character. <laughs> exactly. So. Yeah. Kind of hoping that this is the end of Fisk. But, I mean, where are we going from I th- here? You I know? think Vanessa will be the villain, like the new Kingpin. Probably. Yeah. I feel like it's taking a joy turn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, probably. I just, I'm just not sure where we go and he from here. Yeah. They where didn't really, like, with... leave it open for, like, well, we b- did. Bullseye's coming back. They did. There's a little bit of a, a thing that they left it open to. But, I mean, that could just be a Frank Castle lead-in, you know? Yeah. Uh, before true. we get to that i've got to mention in episode four there's that prison hallway fight scene oh yeah like they remembered the hallway fight scene was the thing people remembered from the first season mm-hmm. so they made a new they just did mm-hmm. it again but they did it 11 minutes long it's a third one because there was a hallway fight there's scene a hallway the fight scene in every one of these if you yeah. pay attention closely but they're all trying to be as good as the daredevil one and this one's the only one that's finally topped it i think because it's 11 minutes there's no cuts it's all one scene like yeah it's intense and it's like the most realistic because he's like out of breath and he's like yeah fighting dragged along and fallen over and well it's not that he's out of breath he caught the needle needle first into the palm yeah right so but you can see him like heavy breathing like and still fighting these guys and like falling down and getting beat up and bleeding and like right i mean it has i think a lot to do with the drugs yeah was, you know injected with or whatever but and a lot to do with the actor had to film this scene like four times in a row and <laughs> i'm sure you'd be out of breath if you do an 11 minute long scene like mm-hmm. this intense right yeah for sure yeah that was amazing which kind of leads into a frank miller story for one of the easter eggs i have written down um in the comic books born again that we previously mentioned kingpin uh, kidnaps the daredevil after knocking him out somehow, drugs related, and throws him into a taxi and oh, right. drowns him. But he gets out, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, very similar situation here where he escapes this 11 minute fight scene <laughs> in the prison. And falls asleep in this Falls taxi asleep in the, in the cab, and it happened to be one of the uh, people for Fisk and drops him into the water. So, that's one of the. The good old Easter eggs that we're going to be coming up to. After uh, our beer? Oh, yeah. We're definitely... Before we do get to the Easter eggs, we're, we have the... You kind of already did one. Well, I know, but all of them. The <laughs> end teaser to be explained also <laughs> yes. after the beer. So we're going to take a, a mini break right here. We're going to hear from one of the glorious podcasts that are a part of our network. And then, you know, from whatever you want. Is happening here. Uh, the beer that we Rambling. have is from Stone, and I can't pronounce it, so I'm not going to. But it's like Z. Xenomorph. Xenomorph. Yep, the Xenomorph. All right, take a break. If you are looking for more beer podcasts, just like the one you're listening to right now then head on over to hoppedupnetwork.com. We are a podcast network focused on our local craft beer communities. Here's a quick example of one of the many podcasts you will find. Buffalo. 
the industrial powerhouse of the early 20th century. The grain elevators now stand silent on the shores of the Great Lakes, casting their shadow on the City of Light. A city known for blizzards, chicken wings, and Super Bowl losses, where even the natural magnificence of Niagara Falls can't help but magnify the rusted-out shell of a once-great city. Not anymore. Buffalo is a city on the rise again. New industry, green spaces, waterfront development, and the revival of Buffalo's proud brewing past are building the new Buffalo. With over 25 local breweries open in the last decade, Buffalo has an amazing brewing community. Join me as I talk to local brewers about making great beer. Sometimes we talk about the 716, and sometimes we talk shop to help you brew better. Find us at WNY.beer or on Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook at WNYBrews. All right, welcome back. We now have our second beer of our beers from Stone. Uh, if we ever had Stone. The Woot Stout? Oh, yeah, the Woot Stout. We did have the Woot Stout on here. Yep, you're right. All right. Besides so, that, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. So we have the Zocovesa. Uh, X in Spanish language is pronounced like Z, so it's Zocovesa. Yeah, I thought I said. Mm-hmm. I don't know. A traditional too special to skip. This is a beloved stout. When first introduced as a limited special collaborative release with San Diego home brewer Chris Banker after his recipe won our annual homebrew competition. And. Cerveceria Insurgente. <laughs> it was an instant hit, and fans began clamoring for its return. Seeing as how amazing flavor profile is evocative. Yes. Seeing how its amazing flavor flavor profile is evocative of Mexican hot chocolate featuring coffee, pasilla peppers, vanilla, cinnamon, nutmeg, and a generous amount of our own in-house made chocolate, we concluded that it was a perfect stout to re-release in celebration of the holidays and the entire winter season. This is now a highly anticipated yearly tradition that we are pleased to present from us to you. And makes a perfect wintry gift from you to your friends, loved ones, or simply yourself. Cheers. What she said. <laughs> uh, I figured I'd just jump in on that because of the yeah. Espanol language. <laughs> yeah. I just gotcha. Words. I'm Words American. are hard when it's not in you know your native tongue. Yeah. So ABV is 8.1%. IBU is 50 I struggle what? with words when they are American. <laughs> English. <laughs> on, sir. Your cat is obsessed with you. Are you I surprised? Know, I don't know why he's upset. Mm-hmm. He's just noisy. He's a cat. That's what he does. I yeah. usually have dogs to edit out, so that's much quieter. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so Stone. Where's Stone located? California. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why they home hooked up with a home brewer. It's probably every home brewer's dream, having like a brewery come after you. Yeah, like a nationwide. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because Stone's like all over the country. Mm, oh, for sure. Um, I'm not going to open up the uh, Digo beers for this one. <laughs> it's dark. We're looking at Dark Knight. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to look at that. You can't really see through it at all, so. All right, so yeah. we'll jump to the can after we denoted that this is a Dark Knight. Uh, <laughs> it's your basic Stone label. But in a can form, right? So you have the the devil uh, logo, which is why I picked it for this episode. I think he's a gargoyle. But with devil horns. <laughs> gargoyles have horns. 
But uh, yeah, I could see it being a gargoyle. I think that's what whatever his name is. Because it's stone. Greg yeah. Co- Coke or Koch or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. I think he he gave got on barrel chat because they called it a devil, <laughs> and it was he's like, um, good. Thanks for reviewing my beer. It's a gargoyle. <laughs> Alrighty then. <laughs> yeah, I can see it being a gargoyle. Gargoyle, that's fine. But I, I mean, it's kind of like it looks like a devil. Like a devil. Horns, you know, I, I think gargoyle. it would be fitting. If it was red, it would look just like your standard devil. The right. horns and, and the ears. Honestly, yeah. we had our Daredevil Brewing Company. I just want something similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did go to the liquor store looking for a totalitarian, but we couldn't find any, and we found this. And then when I was out getting my specials uh, beer that I got for the extra session, found a totalitarian. Oh, jeez. I was like, oh, come on. Did you get that too? No, I didn't uh, find it. Uh, I told him to. She actually did, which is surprising. But she's been liking the stouts more. But I, th- I thought she would enjoy this one more when she like perked up. I was like, <gasps> so I just bought it. There's like... a lot going on on this. Uh, yeah. As far as the words at the bottom, all the ingredients. And then just like the design on the can. Yeah. It's like stripes with flowers. Um, ugly Christmas sweater, maybe? Because they said yeah. something about being a Christmas seasonal. That's true. Holiday season <laughs> type. Know. Yeah. Take or it. fireworks. They can look like, yeah, I guess they could be fireworks or snowflakes or flowers. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But I, I like, like the, the color. color. Yeah. The yeah, color. That light blue and that light green with the black looks mm-hmm. really slick. Uh, and I, I like the font they chose for the the name of the beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like a mix of like Hispanic and like Southern United States. It reminds me of the movie Coco. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would probably give this can like a 4.5. I like it. Five if I were just rating based off the can. I'd put it on my shelf. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's cool Keith looking. is getting one of these. <laughs> With beer inside? Oh, yeah. If no. there's any left tomorrow. <laughs> I have a, we have a six pack. Oh, oh that's yeah, true. Plenty. We got to so. save a couple, though. <laughs> we have people who have claimed them already. Though. Yeah, I do have I have a friend who's claimed one already. Oh, wow. Trading us beer for beer. Yeah. Uh, which is nice. Um, Completely fair. Dark Knight. Might as well just jump to that. It's going to be the last one on our list. Oh, yeah. There you, you already said that. But yeah. See it. Know, darker. Reiterating. Going in order from what we normally do. Sniff it. It smells peppery. Spicy. Yeah. <laughs> that smells delicious, though. Oh, Chocolatey man. and peppery. Yeah. The Pasilla. It's kind of... Pasilla peppers. Pasilla, my pants. Pasilla. Pasilla. Yes, because it's double O. Or Spania. It's Pasilla. Yeah, or Ja, if you're going to go there. Um, I, I, but I'm it's <laughs> California, so I'm going to assume that it's not. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, I was a big fan of the Spania. I was a Barcelona fan. If you sniff hard enough and ignore the peppery flavor, um, cinnamon. Cinnamon, yeah. Yeah, definitely cinnamony. I was thinking about that. Chocolatey kind of. Yeah, definitely smell the chocolate. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm interested I, yeah, to I get see, the chocolate too. Because I kind of smell like a, some kind of like, I don't want to say hazelnut coffee, but it's something like a cinnamony coffee smell mm-hmm. type thing. So I'm interested to see the two flavors of vanilla and chocolate interacting. I heard they released actual chocolate to go along with this to like pair with it. Yeah, they make their own chocolate in house. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of want some. I do like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I do like the, the like when they do chocolate and chili or like dark chocolate and chili powder type. Oh my goodness! Yeah, It'd be so cool good. if the six pack came with like a bar, like like a tape to like the a, outside yeah, or something. Like a little square piece. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. no didn't have it. I got the golden ticket. <laughs> Are you ready? <laughs> uh, yes. Born ready. Hmm. Up front. Not a fan of up front. 
But the way that it finishes is actually really nice. I expect it to be like spicy based on the mm-hmm. smell. Yeah. That the front flavor is weird. Mm-hmm. It's not at all what I expected. Yeah. But then, like the follow through through is pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Oat. Chocolatey. I'm still yeah. The the chocolate. I got pepper sure. after flavor too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't get any pep. I didn't really get much pepper after flavor. More of a cinnamon chocolatey. You have to take a good inhale of mm-hmm. the beer as you're swallowing to get like, and then that pepper will linger more. Yeah, so, on the swallow, it's kind of bitter. Yeah. It is. It's more like a bitter coffee than a yeah. like a sweet chocolate. Yeah, it's not as sweet as I would assume. So, considering they call it a sweet, yeah, um, they call it I a would lie to you. It's Mexican hot chocolate. Well, I guess I don't know how Mexicans drink their hot chocolate, but yeah. spicy. <laughs> Apparently, I, I would be lying to you if I said that I wasn't enjoying this. this I do enjoy. It's like I. It's unique, and I like it for that fact. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> not impressed. Am I gonna grab another one? Maybe, but am I gonna buy another six pack of it? Probably not. I'll drink it till it's gone, or trade it away until it's gone. Speaking of all that nonsense, it's thinner than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I was thinking too. I was hoping it was a little bit darker. Um, we have four thousand ratings on Beer Advocate, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I have something that fulfilling. Yeah. Uh, 4.34 per, uh, out of 5 with a 9.22% uh, standard deviation. Because we have so many ratings, I want to take a look at the histogram. Uh, about four and a quarter is what most people are giving it. Yeah. On, on no, rate beer, we've got 1,174 ratings. Usually it's wow. like three. <laughs> That's a lot of ratings for rate beer. Um, 99 overall in 92 style, which is insane for rate beer. Um, for the out of five, it's got 3.91. It also says there's ingredients list, water, barley, malt, wheat, malt, rye, yeast, lactose, cocoa, cacao, <laughs> coffee, hops, chili, cinnamon, vanilla, nutmeg. Which I've never seen them actually like list the ingredients on right beer either. Right. Maybe because this is more of a commercial product. It could be. Yeah, because Stone is a little bit more popular. They're not owned by one of the big ones, are they? Are they like partially owned, maybe? I don't know. I, uh, how they distribute like across the country like that. I mean, they're not. They are part of independent. Yeah, so they must be at least 51% independent. Yeah. I mean, they probably just have a really good marketing mm-hmm. and distribution uh, center. What are hmm. we looking on on tap? So I'm looking at the overall ratings right now just because I was interested to see what they, how they uh, serve it. And it's taster and can come in at the bottom end of how people rate this. And they actually say they have it on a nitro, Ooh. which would probably be really good. I think that would be even better. Yeah, because... So. I wasn't super impressed with it, but overall on untapped, it has a 4.10 and there are 115,000 ratings, a little bit more than that actually. And then let's see the can like we have is 4.01 bottle 4.13 and then draft is 4.12. And like I said, nitro, which was a little bit higher was 4.24. 
Um, yeah. Apparently, people really like it when they get it in a growler because that has 4.26 for some reason. But I feel like if you're going to buy a growler, you already know you yeah, like it. So that's, that's kind why, of yeah. silly. The tasters, there's like 2,000 of those. That's huge for tasters. They don't usually check in that high. Yeah. But I just find it interesting that they call this an imperial milk sweet, which I don't really think that fits. Yeah, that's a weird. The title. Because I don't really consider it that sweet. Mm. And it's not really milky. It's not (laughs) thick like I would assume it would be if it was like a milk stout, like a true milk stout. But I don't know. Uh, Speaking of all that, we've actually had two friends checking in. Well, we've had five check-ins from the two of them. Oh, I got an extra one. Oh, nice. Uh, I have... I'll just say mine, and you can fill in the blanks. I have uh, Mr. Gonvy Six, uh, Chris Leland. He um, he gave it a five. Every single time that he tried it, all three of his ratings are a five. He loves it. He really does love it. And, and he, then, he's friends with Jason Voorhees, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> My friend Jason V. Yeah, probably. I see, I see that. He probably just grabbed it that way. And then Mike from Pacific Beer Chat. Uh, he gave it a four his first time having it, and then a 4.75 his second time. And it is a year difference, Jan 1st, 2017, and then Jan 10th, 2018. So I wonder if the 2018 batch uh, or the late 2017 batch is better than the late 2016 batch. Yeah, he didn't post a picture the second time. I was wondering if, like, he aged it a year, to s- oh, and that's maybe, why it's yeah, changed. Because the first one, he was at a tap house, so probably had on tap. And the other one was at a lodge. And he had it in a bottle. So I don't know if it's like, you know, kind of kept. Or yeah. I also got Aaron Hansen. He checked it in one, two, three, four times. But each time he gave it a 4.25. Nope, nope. One time he gave it a 3.75. Yeah. So apparently, uh,. Mr. Gonvy 6 had it in Feb of 2016, and then December of 2016, and then he had it uh, the last time was May or March of 18. And he said every single time a friend gave this to me a bit ago. So I wonder if <laughs> they got like a six pack and he's been holding them. <laughs> Just keeps skipping them out every time. You know what? Probably. Every time, every time Chris comes over, I'm going to give him this beer so until I get rid of him. Right. That's a that's a possibility. <laughs> or he gave him a six pack, and he's been holding on to him and trying to remember. Yeah, him. I mean that'd be something that we would do. I got some woods up there aging in my house. <laughs> uh, eighteen or seventeen? I got two eighteens. Yeah, I saw a couple of eighteens at the liquor store when I was doing the shopping of this. I'm probably going to purchase one <laughs> and just uh, throw it in the cabinet up there. Yeah. And just forget about it. Let it sit there. I figure we'll drink it here eventually, and then in a couple of years, drink it again and see. How, <laughs> see how, what happens? Yeah. I can't wait for the, because uh, we're on stone, I can't wait for the variant to come out. Oh, God. They do such good variants of that, mm-hmm. but they're just so hard to find this far from mm-hmm. California. Right. Like, you got to know somebody at a distributor or a liquor store or something. Yeah, we got to trade for it. Uh, all right. Well, I'm in. Are you in? You get to it? Oh, wow. Al, are you in? Yeah, I'm in. Okay, you can get it started this time since this is finally a beer that you'll drink and rate. Okay. I checked it in. Hopefully it's different than what you put. <laughs> it's definitely a different one I put. I can guarantee you. I gave it a 2.75. I'm not impressed. 
The name is a letdown. <laughs> I said that I like the smell, and I was upset by the upfront bitterness and lack of body overall. But the end on the back, the coffee pepper on the back was good, but I just wish it was more chocolatey since it's supposed to be like hot, hot chocolate. chocolate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I get the hot with the pepper because you can't make a beer literally hot, but... There was I didn't really taste much chocolate as I was expecting to, considering it was supposed to be a milk stout slash a sweet milk stout. So it was just like that's not what I got at all. So just wasn't impressed. It wasn't bad. It's not like I'm not gonna finish this. It's just I don't see it. The name doesn't collude with what I'm tasting. I gave it a four and a half. Uh, this is a stout. Yeah. Like, this is legit stout. I know. I mean, like, before when we had a stout, you're like, eh, it tastes like a stout. No, this is what a yeah. stout tastes like. So with it, some added additives. Yeah, with some yeah. additives. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe, like, your definition of a hot chocolate and my definition of hot chocolate are different because I'm a Swiss Miss Hot chocolate, you're a, <laughs> you're a Ghirardelli slash... Uh, like real chocolate. <laughs> yeah. Or uh, DeBrain's yeah. hot chocolate person. Yes, I am. Um, I can, we like I'm the a, cheap chocolate. I'm a discerning <laughs> chocolatier, okay? So this, I mean, this did kind of have a little bit of the hot chocolate taste. But I mean, there was chocolatey taste. I don't really get much. Um, but. I get it when I breathe out. Yeah, and more than when I like breathe it in. Yeah, then there, then the the cinnamon on the back end was a little bit of spicy, and it was kind of smooth with the vanilla. I just thought it was a pretty good flavor profile to it. It was the the peppers kind of I don't know in the middle, like when you first hit the like first hit the sip, it just there was that pepper. You just kind of fell. It's off. weird. But I'm just <laughs> not really sure what to make of it, but it didn't end badly. No. Normally, if I have anything pepper related, it ends poorly. <laughs> like that raspberry habanero or strawberry. <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> Raspberry is next year. Oh, yeah. my bad. Come up with new ideas, guys. <laughs> Watch out. So this is going to surprise you. I did not give it a 4.5. <gasps> no hand holding. I'm Woo! kind of in between the two. I gave it a 4, so I'm closer to Dustin. But oh. I really like it. It's unique, mm-hmm. which also keeps it low for me because it's mm-hmm. not something I'm going to go for a lot. I right. like that it's unique, but it, it stands out that way. But it's also not something I'm going to keep grabbing because yeah. it is kind of a strange brew in a way. Um, yeah. I would prefer getting a bottle of this yeah. unrefrigerated so then I can hold on to it for a little bit. Yeah. This is like one of those beers where I do want to age it before cracking it open. I bet it would taste a lot different like mm-hmm. next year if we were drinking the same bottle or can. I just don't want to age a can. I just, yeah. I just have something against aluminum. I don't know. <laughs> and besides, I'm going to have to deal with it in my refrigerator. <laughs> if, I, if I stick it in a cabinet that I'm not going to think about you know, up above the refrigerator or my wife can't reach it, I'd be in her way. Nope. Uh, you know, it's know. not a problem then. Like, I like the peppery notes, but they're also kind of make it just weird. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's good. I'll drink it again, but it's not something I'm going to go back to over and over and again. And that's funny because that's the exact what flavor profile should be if you're talking Mexican hot chocolate. It's supposed to be yeah. pepper and cocoa, right? So, like, that should be expected, but I don't know. I just, I didn't get it. <laughs> I'd 100% anticipate uh, if I saw this anywhere, probably would get it on tap. Just better restaurant, probably would. Um, Depends on what you're eating. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah red it was Mexican definitely. restaurant, of course. <laughs> a Mexican restaurant, for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I like the idea, I just don't like the execution. Yeah. All right, back to the show. Mm. All right, so there was one bit about the... Hold on, so you're implying the beer isn't part of the show? <laughs> <laughs> back to the I, Daredevil I, I, part. <laughs> the Daredevil. Oh, the, the TV show. The TV show. Uh, all right, so we have a couple parts left. The The end teaser uh, is explained. You brought this up. Go ahead and um, talk about I that. I stole this from IGN, actually, but... <laughs> the clearest tease for a potential season four comes at the end of season three finale. Here we see paralyzed Benjamin Poindexter being operated by two spinal surgeons, one of whom is referred to as Dr. Oyama. In the comics, Dr. Oyama is a is better known as the Japanese crime boss Lord uh, Lord Dark Wind. He was responsible for developing the process that bonds adamantium to bone, which you might be familiar with due to Wolverine. He's the most famous result of the experimental procedure, but Oyama also used this, his uh, scientific knowledge to cure Bullseye after his spine was shattered during a fight with um, Fisk. Technically, Fisk in this one. Yeah. <laughs> in the show, it's Fisk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote the, I wrote the Fisk. Yeah, game. it was Daredevil in the comics, in the comics but yeah. wrote, it's Fisk yeah, in this one. Fisk because that's what we're, uh, we're going with. And I was like, yeah, we should probably update that. <laughs> that's so why I just skipped the Daredevil part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so we have a couple Easter eggs uh, that we're going to, you know, kind of point to. Uh, Karen's wall of headlines, uh, every reporter has them. Uh, on a couple of them, she has the Battle of New York, which yeah. is the Avengers. You, that's in like the earlier seasons, too, that same yeah. article. Uh, Harlem Terror, which is the Hulk. Mm. I wasn't uh, sure if that was the, the Hulk Edward, or Luke Cage. It's the, no, it's the Edward Norton Hulk. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, Fisk embraces the comic roots, finally. Mm-hmm. So the white suit, and he's done the nickname Kickpin. Uh, he doesn't specifically refer or ask people to. Uh, explicitly, but the FBI, the FBI agents, agents call like him we out. don't call him by name; we call him by Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Right. I was waiting for that white white suit. I'm surprised yeah. it took so long to get to that. I know. And I was pretty excited when I saw it. <laughs> and then I was like, "Why is he wearing white when he's cooking?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> he has to." <laughs> he always wears it. I didn't notice. Did he have his like traditional? Cufflinks? Yeah. Cuff- yep. I know he had him with him, but I didn't see him put him on. Like, no, oh no, there was like a whole minute of him just like walking down the stairs, messing with his cuffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Foggy's DA career. So in uh, Daredevil 43, he was the DA, and then he lost to Blake Tower. So that's it's kind of the opposite. Kind of, <laughs> kind of flipped. Yeah. Uh, the Deadly Cab Ride. I already mentioned. Yep. Which Frank Miller, Born Again, Taxi Team. Uh, the Magia Crime Families. So Agent Carter had a reference of this in the Agent Carter TV series. Uh, I only watched the first episode. Yeah, there was. Um, <laughs> I liked it. I just haven't. Yeah, there caught was, up. There was just you know she kind of fought the the Magia family. It was kind of like a Hydra Magia crime family okay. type of thing. Uh, Wilson Fisk had a web diagram that was put together by Foggy that showed him pointing, or the diagram had a connection to the Magia. Uh, crime family. So back Will in you calm down. <laughs> back in the fifties or whatever, like no, it, apparently the research. Oh, they're still the, around. The, yeah, the new uh, like the the relatives, and so it's kind of like the you know beatings never go away. <laughs> right. Uh, we <laughs> talked about the bullseye baseball origin. So mm-hmm. in this, he kills the coach, but in the comics, he actually kills a player or a batter, not the coach. 
Poindexter's apartment number 131 is actually the first appearance yep. of the Daredevil comic. I remember that number. <laughs> right there in your dome. Uh, Karen escapes her comic book death. So in the comics, she actually dies in the church where uh, Bullseye hits her with the... Yeah, so you're expecting her to die, yeah, because a, a priest of, jumps in front. Right, so a lot of the Daredevil fans were like, oh shit, she's dying mm-hmm. in this episode. Well, it's it doesn't Lantum actually happen. Does. The father, yeah. Uh, Lantum. Lantum takes her place. Subvert your expectations in, there. Mm-hmm. And in the comic book, there's this iconic picture of Matt holding the dying or dead Karen, mm-hmm. but it's kind of reversed, and you see Karen holding, holding the priest. A bad, no, a badly beaten Matt. Oh, that's right. Well, she does hold the priest she holds too. The priest too. She does hold the priest. Yeah, you're right. So either way, uh, there's also a Spider-Man shout out: a Miles Morales versus Peter Parker uh, battle montage hanging up in the wall of the gym. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, it's uh, it, one of the scenes that they're in there. There's one of those, you know, fight posters mm-hmm. that say Peter Parker versus Miles Morales. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Um, but there's a lot of Daredevil and Peter Parker and, uh, well, Spider-Man and Daredevil type of mm-hmm. interactions because all New York. And then the last one was the Lord Darkwind, which was uh, mentioned above. Yes. The last part of that is that you see in the very last second of Poindexter waking up. Within a surgery, and he has the light shining, which make a bullseye in his yeah. eye. So that's that last little. Oh, hey! If you didn't get it by now, <laughs> yeah, this is bullseye. <laughs> if you haven't figured it's it out, it's not Colin Farrell, but <laughs> <laughs> we all tried to forget that. Yes, yes, we did. Uh, all right. So before we jump to the the new segment that I threw in there, it's not a new segment. We've been doing this segment, you it's, know, before. I like Just, the name you gave it, though. Yeah, it's a, a good name. Allison laughed at me and said it was dumb. <laughs> I did. That's all that we're about is dumb on this show. <laughs> I thought true. it was like a go go gadget. It's like, go, go, gadget, goza. Because I said, go, go, goza, and no, 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 sir. And she thought I said, noza. <laughs> noza. I was like, go, go, gadget, nose. <laughs> All right, we're going to play the same old game. All right, you loved, you hated, and something that upset oh, you. Oh, shoot. I wasn't right. anticipating this game. Uh-oh. I, sh- Uh-oh. I had a week to prepare for it, too. All right, we're actually playing this the right way. We're doing all three at the same time instead of round. Oh, no. So I'll go ahead and start off. What did I love? I loved. Can I guess what you're going to say? Yeah, go ahead. Maggie is actually Matt's mom. Boom. Yeah, uh, I anticipated, especially because I knew his mother's name was Margaret. Yeah, Maggie. Like, and we teased it in the Defenders episode. Yeah, it it was a teaser. Maggie's, you know. you know, he's alive. So the fact that it did come up, I mean, it kind of caused turmoil, but it really just kind of proves you are who you are regardless of what happens. You can't anticipate, you know, you can't wish things were different for your life to be different. Things were in lack of a better way how they're supposed to be. Right. So that would be my love. Okay. Uh, my hate was the... Uh, just the inability of incorporating Bullseye into the story more. You you see that he's there, and you can piece together that he's Bullseye, but there's nothing that states that, hey, I'm Bullseye. He never says his catchphrase, yeah. oh, Bullseye, mm-hmm. you know, Bullseye. 
uh, you know, things like that. It's kind of origin story for him, so he's not fully bullseye yeah, yet. Yeah, right. I was kind of hoping that he would use that term just to like say it. Yeah, bullseye or without somebody, even like or somebody saying that for him, you mm. know, something like that. And something that like upset me was probably just how close to home the whole Foggy Nelson and Family Nelson with the meats and how just how little the crime families cared about how they're taking advantage of the people of Hell's Kitchen. And it was almost like, well, how can we, how, like, you can't do anything. You're trapped. Yes, you you understand that you're laundering money. Yeah. But there's nothing you can do. You're losing your business. You can't just ruin these families' life. Yes, he kind of made a bad decision. He knew he was signing fraudulent papers, but... I mean, you're just doing everything you can. It's, it almost kind of, like, it kind of broke my heart, but it didn't, but it's still kind of sad. Uh, I don't know. I just, it was like, eh, poor Nelson's. <laughs> you know, kind of in the man category, but it's still poor Nelson's. So <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think. my brain. Like, I know. I got to I got my love. My love is everything. <laughs> like, I've, yeah. I love the whole series, like, the whole season. It's like the best Marvel season there's been since... Daredevil season two. Right. Like, I think they did everything right. So that's w- making my hate in my whatever the other <laughs> category was hard, right. like my dislike or whatever, harder to fill in. Like, I mean, how my dislike wasn't even like super dislikey. I think my dislike, I said already, was they want Foggy to quit his job being a successful l- lawyer. Yeah. He's making tons of money being a lawyer to. Work making sandwiches did but not he make does any. That anyways, yeah. he quits his big job. He works as Nelson and Murdoch again. Yeah, but yeah, but at least he's doing something. Make lawyer money. money, yeah, rather than in chickens. Yeah, like keep your <laughs> yeah, keep your high powered lawyer job and just send money and let him hire somebody. That just irked me. Like it didn't make any then sense. It's not a family business anymore. <laughs> it's being supplied by someone in the family. I know. It's yeah. Just, yeah. But I'm just yeah. Um, I don't really have a hate like. Yeah. I don't. I can't really think of anything. Like, I mean, I hated a, the whole Vanessa thing. That didn't really bother. I me. feel like she should have been more utilized. It, yeah, they can't wait until like the last episode to bring her in, even or though they're, they're, they're talking about her the whole time. Shit. What an ungrateful bitch! <laughs> I gotta have that painting. Fuck you, Fisk, for putting everything on hold for me. <laughs> uh, okay. No, it's not even this for you. It's not even that. I just feel like it was she is pretty much the most powerful woman in mm-hmm. that room because she has fists mm-hmm. wrapped around her finger, and I feel like they just played her off. But I think that's why they're setting her up for a season yeah. down the line. But they kind of wasted her during this season. Yeah, I feel like she definitely could have been more useful or more influential than she was. I guess one thing that upset me was like how the, all the FBI agents get taken advantage of. Not one of them is going to stand up to fist. They're all, like, yeah, all you have to do is scrumble. kill him. Like, th- then your family's safe. Like, <laughs> you're going to like kill countless other people right. for him. But if you just killed him, it'd, you'd, it'd be all be over. <laughs> so, and I don't think anybody would say anything about it. They would just agree with you, you know? Yeah. 
He's like, oh, yeah, good job. <laughs> right. Depending like, on his power structure. I'm sure there's a next in line. But was but, there, though? Was there a next in line? Not until Vanessa the- showed up. Like, there, right. There wasn't any. Like, everybody seemed like they were under his thumb. And, they were, like, even the lawyer was... Yeah, it's basically yeah. that's the point of Kingpin. Like, he's in control of everything. Mm-hmm. Right. But if and anybody just steps up and kills him, instead of that FBI agent killing her boss or whatever during that yeah. deem, just go back and kill Fisk, and then Everybody's if you're going to kill somebody, kill him. That was, like, the only thing. But I understood they're, they want to protect their families, so they know if they kill him, he will he probably has contingency plans to release something. Right. <laughs> but Yeah. He's always eight steps ahead, it seems like. Yeah. So would you come up with anything? I mean, I kind of already said my hate. The lack of use of mm-hmm. Vanessa. Um, love. I think... I'm going to sound like a broken record, but <laughs> I love the story arc as far as Matt actually dealing with a lot of things that he wasn't prepared to deal with mm-hmm. in the last two seasons. Um, coming to terms with what it means to be a person in a you know in a religion but also dealing with society as it is Mm -hmm. so kind of like bridging that gap between well this is what i believe but this is what's happening and how do i make those two Mm -hmm. things come to terms with each other um and how do i believe in one thing and see this or how do i you know do this but not this to help people or what's acceptable and what's unacceptable um and so that was really interesting to kind of see him struggle with that because i feel like a lot of people will struggle with that same thing and i thought that was really relatable um so that's what i liked about it i liked the fact that it's relatable in that sense because i feel like a lot of people need that um and then dislike or something i would change um can we just say that bringing a known fugitive to a paper is a bad idea <laughs> like why would you Dude, take him someplace place to take him. so insecure when karen's dealt with all this shit with fisk before and matt's dealt with all this shit with fisk before and nelson's done, nelson's right. done with all this shit with fisk all they're before. gonna do is like interview and him and film it why does it have to be there <laughs> yeah exactly like why would you not pick someplace way more secure i mean it kind of goes with the, the whole idea of making it like legit you know but you could just film it anywhere and have yeah Allison yeah and him in, call nadim and send him bring him in to have a relationship with him later so right i just feel like like i get the point like he had to do it so bullseye would show up and kill mm-hmm. everybody but like for them like dealing with all this stuff and knowing all these things like sometimes i'm just <laughs> yeah. like are you thinking everybody yeah everybody in this room is like under a microscope Fisk wants you all dead, so let's right. all put, bring you all together in and our same like, room. tell him where you are going to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just feel like they could have picked a better location that would have made more sense or less sense than that. But Just go to the FBI headquarters where where Matt was already at and do the interv- interview there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, obviously, that wouldn't have been smart either because they were all under Fisk's thumb, but... We didn't right. know that at the time. But I mean, still, like, I just feel like... If this guy's supposed to be in jail and he shows yeah. up in the FBI, obviously there's something wrong. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I just feel like that was pretty dumb and kind of obvious. Like, you knew that that wasn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way in hell Fisk would let that happen. So, I just felt like that was, like, inevitable. Bad choices. And then a, a few minutes later, try to do go to the jury and then... Of course, he's already got to the whole jury. Yeah, so, I know. Yeah, you haven't outthought him. Like he's already a step ahead of you every time you try to do anything. 
He had the head juror memorize your children's names and your addresses. Did you come up with a sad one? Because I have a second sad one. Oh, I was supposed to pick a sad one? Oh, the sad one was uh, the father being... Oh, yeah. That was mine. Like, him dying. Like, his last words, asking Matt to forgive him. Mm -hmm. And he knew that Matt could hear him, even though he was, like, using his last breath. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was definitely my sad one, too. Totes agree. Melvin. Melvin. (laughs) Yeah, that's a sad one, too. One of my sad moments. I told you that. I know. You love Melvin. You weirdo. I mean, he's an ex-con trying to live the straight and narrow. I like that he was throwing his saw blades because that's like his, he's the gladiator in the comics and that's like his weapon of choice, the oh. saw blades. Uh, he's just trying to do right. He's got a, he's got a girl now and then. Even though it's his parole officer who's <laughs> yeah. not supposed to be and dating. he's kind of like special. So she's like, I feel like taking yeah. advantage of him too. <laughs> yeah. He's not all there mentally. So. But still sad. Yeah, he is sad. And then he gets caught up in beating up all those FBI agents and, and killing him. So it's like, you know, we're going back to jail. Goes to jail. Right. All right. Hopefully Matt can get him out. He's a lawyer. That, that work out. Except for how would he cooperate a story? Well, they broke into my place <laughs> and I was trying to kill somebody. So. Yeah. All right. Next segment. You guys ready? I think so. Say the name again. Yeah. The go, go, goza or no, 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 sir. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I just figured that would be a really, really good title. We've been trying to do uh, Sours mm-hmm. like once in a while just to, to break that in because uh, nobody on the show likes Sours. Uh, my wife is the resident Sour uh, enjoyer. <laughs> so lover. we can all shit on the beer she's liking. While yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she would be the opposite of the rest of the episode. The majority, <laughs> of, the majority of the time she was, you know, cider, 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 cider. And then I don't know. They kind of. Like I got into wheat beers, beers, and then I got into sours and sizons, and like then the it's kind of next big step. So we have uh, Sour Note Brewing Company. Uh, they have a uh, a series. We'll have to go revisit it, but it's a cherry goza. Uh, I think it's called like the Punch Bowl Snob. The yeah. Punch Bowl Snob series. Yep. All right. Uh, I also saw on the website that they uh, teamed up with uh, Three Floyds. So we'll see hmm. and experience that as we go along. But we're going to go ahead and pause this. We're going to you know clean these glasses, pour this out, and we're probably going to hate this next segment. Except for me. Your, you guys should enjoy it. Uh, so Ooh, it's- take a quick little break here. And we have very interesting beer. I don't know how to think about this, but it's the new segment. You're the one who picked it out. What do you I, mean you don't want to think about it? <laughs> I, pick, I picked it out because I went to the liquor store and I grabbed the first sour that sounded interesting. Okay. Uh, so we're uh, we're looking at the Sourdough Brewing Company. They have a Punch Bowl Snob Series. Uh, the only one I really other saw was a Passion Fruit one. Hmm. But this is a cherry goza. I only saw the passion fruit one online. I didn't see it in the store. Probably would have gotten that one instead. Uh, we have information, maybe. I wrote something. 
He got like it one came sentence. from the can. Is one sentence traditional Goza style beer with lactose sugar and cherry puree. That's not even all of it. Give it back. Oh my gosh! Let her yell. I grabbed this off of online. I can't help it if they don't like provide me. <laughs> it says There's a government warning on the sour series. Cherry Goza, traditional Goza style ale, brewed with coriander and sea salt, with lactose, sugar, and cherry puree added. Probably gonna hate the sea salt part of it, is but it is a sour, so I'm probably gonna hate it anyways. So Unfiltered, three point five ABVs. So and very light. There isn't really anything in the IBU section. Uh, I don't think they really rate a bitter unit for a sour beers. Generally, not typically. No. Yeah, so this is just a aluminum can with a sticker on it. Should yeah, a, it should is. be a sour unit. Yeah, sour unit. <laughs> International sour unit. I guess you. <laughs> <laughs> they um, should. It's funny. Yeah, it is literally just a like tall aluminum can with the red sticker on it. Yeah, gold text. It's kind of hard Most to read. Text. It is. Yeah, they have like cans with actual printed labels on them for sour note. I've seen. So I'm not sure what's up with this one. Hmm. Photo op. I like that the there's like a martini glass mm-hmm. with a top hat on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like a almost like a snobby the reference since this is punch the punch uh, bowl series. The snob, snob series. series. So it's kinda of goes hand in hand with the beer snobs. <laughs> um I have a record of them on beer snobs, so we don't have to really worry about that. Oh, and the martini glass has a monocle. Yes. Oh, of course. It is curious. a snobby it is a snobby bastard. Let's do that. We'll just go with that. Uh, we have to go past our normal rating system uh, for colors. I was looking through it. I'm... Yeah, there's no number associated with this. These are like our reds. Yeah. Maybe Darth Maul. Mm, it's a little bit light for Darth Maul. I don't know. It depends on where you look at it. Hmm. I was thinking Crimson Bands, but it's not quite Doctor Strange. Maybe it could be up in the gummy berry juice, too. It kind of matches that one. Yeah. Yeah. They're not really organized very well. Yeah. I think <laughs> that it would be. Gummy berry juice. That seems a little dark, though. For the... I don't know. Your computer's darker than mine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I mean, looking at that, maybe. But dark. I'm still kind of leaning towards, like, the Darth Maul or Red Skulls. Maybe the Red Skulls. On Skull. mine. Maybe the Hellboy, even. On my yeah, on ours. Yeah, I was like, I, th- I thought Darth Maul or Red Skull at first too. So I think we'll just go with that one. That seems uh, pretty fair. Maul Red. Maul Red. <laughs> oh god, it smells like a sour beer. Yeah. Well, I'd hope so. <laughs> but there's definitely cherry. Like yeah, you definitely smell the cherry. It's not just like straight sour. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah, there's cherry about in there. that at all. All right. I don't think we're getting any other notes of this. Mm. I don't hate it. <laughs> it always takes a minute. I have to take like two or three sips because like that initial, mm-hmm. like how your tongue acclimates to the sour. It's flavor. very effervescent. Yeah, I don't hate it. Bubbly. It's not as sour as I thought it would be. No, it's definitely not. I definitely had sour. worse. I figured it out. Or more sour. It's got to be cherries. <laughs> it has to be cherry or else I'm going to drink it. I like this. Whoa, you even like it? Not enough to buy another pack. <laughs> I can help you finish this. <laughs> if you would like help. I guess when I say I like it, I mean I don't hate it. Yeah, it's definitely better than a lot of the sours we've had on the show. Yeah, I can actually or, see myself having another one of these. Or we're just like 
getting accustomed to it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe that's the case. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So on Beer Advocate, we have a 3.98 out of 5. So basically a 4, uh, which isn't bad, right? See, that's the that's the one I saw from 18th Street. <laughs> right. It's the same. It's, no. It, I know. I know. I saw. I, I understand. It's I like at know. the same bottle. Yeah. But this one is listed as Cherry Gozas, the Sour Note Brewing. It's very confusing because <laughs> even if you go to the Three Flights website, you can see it. Interesting. I'll go with this. Maybe question. they were part of the collaborators, or, or maybe they started making sours, and the people who were enjoying the sours broke off. I don't that know. could be. We're extremely excited to release Cherry Goes with the first in our fruited series, salty and tart sweetness. I mean, it's, it seems to be about the same description. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll go with that. Uh, 19 ratings on rate beer, 87 overall, 87 style, an average of 3.52 out of 5. That's not bad. I have 56 ratings for mine as well, and the majority of the people voted on a 4 for that. What have we got on the untapped? Let's see. Sorry, I was busy checking it in. Sorry, I'm just learning how to use this app. Just, I literally just downloaded it today. Okay, guys? Literally just that. an hour ago. I did okay. that in 2016. <laughs> okay. July so, 4th. July 4th, yeah. Um, 6.6 ABVs. There are 2,104 check-ins. The average rating is 3.87. Um, and again, this slightly varies based on the serving style. So can gets 3.77. Bottle 3.91, and then draft falls in the middle of 3.83. I had a friend checking in, uh, Patrick Doherty. Oh, gave I was going to say four. that too. Uh, he's checked it in a couple times. Nice. He said, nice cherry goza, great flavor, and killer sour, great cherry flavor. <laughs> Is uh, Patrick the only one you have? Yep. All right, so. Um, I think he's the one that traded beer with Pale that one time. Yeah, the the, the Lawson's guy, right? No, he was all the nu- nugget beers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like drunk, hungry indie or something like that. On oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. On the Instagrams, mm-hmm. right? In the uh, interest of conserving time, I've already checked it in. Um, Same as these. I wasn't sure how we were doing this. If we were just saying go or no, or checking them in, or I'm, I'm, che- I'm checking it in for the sake of me checking it in. Uh, but we're doing a go and no. I think that we can do that for our sours, and we can just make a, a funny title for Berlin Advisors. Too. <laughs> I don't know. That's what gonna we're be gonna... harder. Yeah, I know. I actually was looking at a couple Berlin Advisors, an apricot <laughs> one and a pineapple mm-hmm. one. Send it to Berlin or keep then it. Gotta go to, I don't know. We gotta go to Redemption for those. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, get all the flavored juices that you put oh, on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I am actually gonna have to go with uh, go for these. Yeah, for this good. one specifically for the cherry. Delicious. Um, I'd be very interested to look to see if I can find the passion fruit one and like see if I like it or find any other of the punch uh, punch bowl stumps. To we see might them. just have to go to Hammond, Indiana, and see what we can find out. Yeah, I think we definitely need to get more sour notes on because uh, I give it a go also. Mm. Yeah. I'll go for this Goza. Go, go, Gozas. Um, do you want to tell me what you tapped it in at? Yeah, three and a half. I gave it a three and seven, five. Mm, 4.25. <laughs> We're right. just getting into it. 
Yeah, we are. I mean, I remember I having like, like framboise, like <laughs> flambrick <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Raspberries. Mm. Yum. Disgusting. <laughs> like it's They're got a good intense. cherry flavor yeah and that yeah. salt kind of cuts the sour mm-hmm. so it kind of helps if you're not like super into the sour flavor so that's what i put in there in my little notes i was like the salt flavor definitely cuts down on the sour so you if you're not a sour person this is a good starting point yeah i'd be very interested to find out what the leipzig is leipzig what it's the style of goza that it is i want to look that up really quick yeah, I wonder if it what is that has anything to do Is with that like the city? Oh, it's uh, a Germanic state in oh, okay. Saxony, so it's probably... Okay, so it's a, like a... So it's just it's a... The city version. Yeah, so it's a, you know, a German-style sour. Mm-hmm. Shocker. <laughs> Most beer comes from Germany, it seems like. And even if it doesn't, if they got a specific style, it does. It's a German style. Fascinating. What did you end up reading it? I already said 4.25. Oh, 4.25. You're right. Okay, never mind. All right, so any uh, any final notes for Daredevil before we conclude? I'm excited uh, to see where it goes. Yeah, I hope it's not canceled like every other. I mean, yeah. Jessica Jones is in production for season three, and that Ugh. season two was terrible. So right. I can't imagine them canceling Daredevil because that's like the only thing they got going. Yeah. Right. It'd be as far very as interesting if they, if they do display that Jessica Jones cancels it daredevil gets canceled then it's kind of leaning towards moving disney that's what it feels like but uh, i don't these uh, shows are probably expensive to make and right. netflix i don't know how much money they make off of them because it's not like you have to pay just to watch these that shows. shows yeah i don't know how many people it brings on mm-hmm. like it seems like people signed on to watch daredevil season one and they've kept their netflix subscriptions and then right so it's not like you're bringing on anybody new Plus, it's yeah, you got a lot of competition realistically with all the streaming shows yeah. nowadays. I just I know that there are a lot of developers who work for uh, Netflix specifically in the big data mm-hmm. category, but they just never share their data, which kind of makes me upset. I know just to kind of see they are obviously paying attention to the data, but they just it's not public. But yeah. If it goes to Disney, I will probably end up getting that as well, just yeah, to watch it. Definitely, if, it, as long as it keeps like the same story, like it continues the same story. Yeah. And if, if it reboots the whole th- situation, then no, I'd have to wait until I hear if it's good or not. Yeah, like if they say it's oh, it's even better than Netflix version, maybe maybe I will sign on. <laughs> yeah, especially maybe. if they take on Star Wars too. Yeah, yeah. I think they're supposed to be doing a yeah. series. That's what I was saying. Like it might be worth it to do both, and then it might be considerable. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that's good. Final notes. Go go for the goza. <laughs> for the goza. All right. So from here at our southern studio, brand new studio, with my lovely wife, we just bought a house. <laughs> uh, hey, you're welcome. That was your teaser for the last episode. Now you know what it is. <laughs> you you gave away the, the thing. The cliffhanger. The cliffhanger has been resolved. It's fine. Maybe the Iron Fist cliffhanger will be resolved in a different series. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it will. All right. So. From here, and everybody at our Southern studio, drink up. I just took a sip. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm geek out. He is doing it. The drink up. <laughs> <laughs> or either way around. Either way. Proud member of the Hopped Up Network.